Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Since we've been gone, a lot of things have happened, and probably the biggest news uh, that has taken place in the sports media landscape is the news surrounding Shannon Sharp finally joining uh, what is it? Stephen A. Smith on ESPN First Take. Now, this isn't new news. This is nothing shocking. As a matter of fact, before on our before our break, we actually published a live where we actually covered the story of Shannon Sharp joining ESPN First Take. And then what what essentially happened after that was uh, Stephen A. Smith came out and said, "Listen, wait a minute. the 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 ink hasn't he hasn't signed a contract yet, so this thing is not one hundred percent complete. But he did say he expected it to." go through that's what he said now quick backstory as you guys know shannon sharp left undisputed and to be quite frank with you him and him and the relationship between him and skip bayless absolutely 100 uh degenerated right before our very eyes they had some pretty pretty messy 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 spats on television of course you guys know uh the the, the fallout that they had over the damar hamlin a situation on television when shannon sharp decided not to come to work the next day then he came in and then he was talking and Skibela, so they had that blow up there. <clears throat> and then they had the also, the also another infamous blow up when they were discussing the career of Tom Brady, when then Skibela took it upon himself to take a low blow by basically insulting Shannon Sharp on live television by trying to demean his Hall of Fame career by basically calling him jealous of Tom Brady, which is something that Shannon Sharp seemed to be shell-shocked by. And he said on the show, on live air, he said, you're going to throw me under the bus for him. And Skip Bayless basically said, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And while you at it, put your glasses back on. Now, some people basically said that Skip sunned him. I, I don't think that's what took place. I think Shannon took off his glasses because he was so angry. And I think the reason he put on his glasses was just basically to contain himself. I don't think because he took them off because he's scared to skip Baylor. Like, come on, like, let's be real. But some people took it. Um, some people took it a different way, which is which is totally fine. So what happened? About a day or so ago, um, they were they were they were uh, what is it? They were conducting a show of ESPN and was live. And I guess towards the end of the show, Stephen A. Smith got the news that in fact Shannon Sharp had officially just joined ESPN First Take and he got this inf- this information while he was on air. So what we want to do is we want to quickly play what Stephen A. Smith had to say 
about Shannon Sharp joining ESPN First Take, where he basically, you know, gave the confirmation that it was going to happen. And then we're going to come back and react to this comment. Take a listen to what Stephen A. Smith had to say here. Oh, you know, I honestly didn't know I had an announcement to make until literally, <laughs> uh, literally <laughs> 60 seconds oh, okay, ago. Okay. But I was informed that uh, it's official. Obviously, First Take has been incredibly successful. We've been blessed and fortunate enough to be number one the last 12 years. Uh, I have all of you to thank, uh, particularly Dan, you, of course, you doing filling in for the great Molly Karam. Did I pronounce her name right? Karam, 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 okay. Molly and the rest of the crew. Uh, so I want to thank everybody here and the success that we've been able to enjoy. But it's all about not standing still and taking it to another level. And uh, official this morning, Mr. Shannon Sharp will be joining the crew. Uh, he will be joining First Take. It is official. Shannon Sharp is coming to First Take. He will debut uh, Monday, September 4th. He will be on here every Monday and Tuesday with yours truly. Of course, the crew, Dan Orlovsky, Kimberly, Marcus Spears, uh -huh. Mad Dog Russo, Ryan Clark and the crew. I've got another announcement coming in a couple, in, in about a week or so as well. Oh, wow. But that's step one. You're step busy. one. Okay. I'm busy. Oh, yes, I'm, I'm very busy. Okay. But step one is that it is official. I just learned this 60 seconds ago. <laughs> of course. Literally 60 uh -huh. seconds ago. It is official. Uh, Shannon Sharp is coming to new, um, to first take, and he debuts September 4th, and he'll be on this show opposite me every Monday and Tuesday. In advance, to my brother Shannon Sharp, first of all, thank you for joining the show. Secondly, condolences in advance. You're not used to getting <laughs> beat down. He's you the black. He's the modern day black uh -huh. Hulk. He's the modern day black Hulk. You know, he's not used to getting beat down. Oh. Just uh, say welcome. Beat down. <laughs> say welcome. Shannon Sharp, welcome. Welcome to the. How, how about this? <laughs> welcome to the beatdown. <laughs> welcome to the beatdown. It's, it's 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 coming. It's coming, my brother. So you heard what Stephen A. Smith had to say. Now I want to take it a step further. I actually continued to research uh, this topic just a little bit further, and we got an article here from Yahoo Sports. And this article basically says Stephen A. Smith announces Shannon Sharp will join ESPN's first take starting September 4th. Shannon Sharp recently of FS1 Undisputed has found a new home. Stephen A. Smith announced Thursday that Sharp will be joining him and the rest of the crew uh, on ESPN first take starting September 4th. It's official. Shannon Sharp is coming to first take, Smith said, after admitting he had only found out about 60 seconds earlier. Sharp is moving to ESPN after seven years sparring with Skip Bayless on Undisputed. Fox poached Bayless from first take in 2016 and paired him uh, with Shannon, a pro uh, football hall of fame tight end who had been a commentator for CBS. It was a successful partnership that led to numerous passionate, furious, and dramatic debates, though an incident in January showed some friction between the two. When Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin went into cardiac arrest on the field during a game on, uh, on January 4th, which required his heart to be restarted with a defibrillator, Bayless posted a tweet not about Hamlin's health, but about whether the game should be postponed. Sharp was not on Undisputed the next day, and when he returned, he explained why, but not without Skip Bayless interrupting him. Sharp announced he was leaving in early June after the finals undisputed uh, um, appearance was on June 13 on the show. He tearfully thanked Bayless for support over the years. Sharp will appear on Smith uh, with Smith on first take every Monday and Tuesday 
As for Undisputed, there, there, there haven't been any new episodes since Sharp left. That's probably because Fox had been struggling to find a replacement for, for, for Sharp. Bayless announced Wednesday that Keyshawn Johnson, Richard Sherman, and Michael Irvin will be joining Undisputed and turning it into an ensemble show, but that's not confirmed yet. Johnson, who laid off, who was laid off by ESPN in June, and basically the article goes on to say a few other things. So uh, let me give you guys my thoughts on this. First of all, first of all, first of all, um, just a quick side note about our show. We're thinking of taking our show to the next level. And we have a lot of things planned, a lot of things coming down the turnpike uh, in this in this last quarter of the year and then heading into next year. Um, so we got a lot of things in the works and, you know, a lot of different things we're working on uh, with this show. I recently uh, saw a segment on about on ESPN featuring Michael Irvin and Ryan Clark. And this segment is called Keep It Spinning. This is the first time I've ever seen that I'd ever seen that segment. It was one of the most entertaining pieces of content I have I have probably ever seen when it comes to sports media. It was that damn entertaining. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it was absolutely hilarious. And if that's the Michael Irvin, they're gonna get on that show. I don't know if he's gonna be as boisterous as that, but if they ended up getting Michael Irvin, then he's a real that's a real gem because that was absolutely incredible. And we're going to look to do, create something not similar to that because I can't be that person. I don't consider myself to be somebody that's funny and stuff like that. But it definitely inspired us to take our show to the next level. So these are things that we're going to be working on because it definitely inspired us here. But anyway, back to the story. What are my thoughts about this? Well, first of all. I think this is a win for Shannon Sharp. Now, some people say, no, it's a loss because he deserves his own show and blah, 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 blah. Okay, first of all, first of all, first of all, when you say he deserves his own show, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Recently, Shannon Sharp just inked a deal, a partnership deal with the podcast network, the volume, Colin Cowher's pop podcast network. So they're going to be working together. But when you're talking about his own show, what I want to know is, what exactly do you mean by that? The fact of the matter is this. When people say his own show, they're referring to him getting his own television show on a major network. Folks, I hate to break it to you. When you have your own show on a network that you don't own, it's not your own show. That show belongs to the network. You can be fired. Now, you have the illusion that it's your own show, but it can't be your own show when you have to show up every single day. If you have to show up every single day, otherwise you'd be fired, it's not your own show. It's not your own show. If somebody else has to pay you, it's not your own show. It's not your own show. If you decide this month to pay yourself $10 and the next month to pay yourself $25,000, that's when it's your own show. That's when it's, when it's your own show. So by people saying that, you're basically saying, well, Shannon should go get another job out there, which leads me to the reason why I think he won. Number one, Shannon pulled off a tour de force of a move. Number one, you know he's going to be getting some nice nickels. He's going to be getting some good dollars to appear on Undisputed twice a week. Now, why is that important? The reason it's important is because, number one, Shannon Sharp has regained his time. And whenever you regain your time, you're winning. Whenever you're giving up your time, you're losing. Now, some people say, but I don't see how that makes sense. Of course, if I regain my time from somebody else 
and I can now invest my time directly into me. I win. If I have to invest it into them, they win. It is very simple. Shannon gets to go on ESPN first take. Yes, he's bringing a premium to the show by being on the show. So they're going to make money. But for him, he's making money. And number two, he keeps his name out there. He's one of the most he's on one of the most popular sports shows in the United States. So his name is always going to be he's always going to be relevant, which in return is going to help him do other things. Whereas when you were working with Skip Bayless, you got to go into this show five days a week. So where are you going to find the time to work on your stuff, man? Where are you going to find the time? Are you going to split yourself into three people? How are you going to do it? So now he has the flexibility to go on there, fulfill his commitment, get a steady stream of income guaranteed. But now you have the, the wiggle room to now focus on your own podcast. That's why I think he won ultimately. It's not about some superficial uh, 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 thing that says, well, I have my own show, so therefore I, I, I have my own show. No. What are you owning? What are you controlling? And how are you controlling your time? Who you give your time to controls you. That goes for everybody. Every single person. And Shannon just regained his time. So imagine before, if he was able to grow club Shay Shay to the level that it was at while working five days a week on ESPN first, uh, uh, excuse me, on, on undisputed. And now he's given himself what three additional days to just focus on that. Think how much further he could go. Think about how much more he could enhance his skills for his show. So how is he losing? And he has a steady stream of income. It's almost like somebody paying you to work on your, on, on your passion project. To me, I think he wins Big time, big time, because he got back more of his time. So he won. Now, having your own show, do you know, you know the type of commitments that come with? Do you know that you, mo you will most likely be more energized to do something for yourself than you would be for somebody else? Do you guys know this? Do you guys know this? That's why a lot of people, when they open up businesses, they want family members to work because they know, okay, they're going to go that extra mile because, oh, well, after all, we're all family. So we're going to push the envelope that 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 much further. So to me, I think Shannon Sharp won. I think ESPN won. But in the case of Shannon Sharp won in the, in, in the sense that they were able to get a big marquee name on the show. They poached him for me. And well, I'll put it this way. And the ultimately, the loser may end up being undisputed. But we have to see what that new ensemble is going to look like. This is what uh, uh, um, Richard Sherman, Skip Bayless, uh, Rachel Nichols, Michael Irvin, Keyshawn Johnson, Lil Wayne. We have to see what that materializes into. But as of now, as of this present moment, I think Shannon Sharp came out on top. I absolutely believe so. And I think he's going to be making a good amount of money working there. I mean, why wouldn't he? <laughs> why wouldn't he? For me, it would be very simple. I'll give you guys my rate. You saw how much these guys are paying me. I'm working five days a week. Y'all want me here two days a week. Well, let's work something out. You know, there's a certain number. It's not going to drop below. And he may, he may be able to get the same package. Why? Or even more, because now when he came to ESP, oh, excuse me, when he went to Undisputed, he went there without Club Shay Shay. He grew it while he was there, but now he's coming to ESPN with Club Shay Shay. He's coming to ESPN with a bigger name than when he went to Undisputed. 
So Shannon had a lot of leverage and a lot of things were, and I'm happy for him. Because although I disagree with almost all of his LeBron takes, he's extremely talented. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. There were a bunch of things happening, right? And I was following various news outlets uh, to just kind of stay abreast with what's happening. I can disconnect from my work, but I can't disconnect from the news because otherwise, you know, uh, you're, you're going to have a hard time catching up to what just happened. Um, when you when you get back to work. So I was following various things that were taking place in the sports landscape. So what happened? I was combing through the internet, just chilling on YouTube. And then a video was recommended to me by Tour Office Sports. And in this video, it was essentially addressing some comments that Gilbert Arenas made about the late, great uh, Kobe Bryant, Right. And I was like, okay, what did Gilbert Arenas have to say about Kobe Bryant uh, today, right? Because Gilbert Arenas has this reputation of flip-flopping. One day he'll say one thing, the next day he'll say the other thing. So I looked at the title of his show and it said, Gilbert Arenas called Kobe Bryant trash on defense. The moment I read that title, I immediately knew that Two Raw was going to go off on him. I knew this already. But before I even clicked on the video, I had to rec reconcile, reconcile my emotions and how I reacted to it initially. When I first heard that, it was maddening. It was vexing for so many different reasons, right? So I then decided to click on his show to hear what he had to say because he was giving me the news. And he pretty much expressed a lot of the things that I felt, but then he also gave some information that I was unaware of. When I heard that news, that Gilbert Arenas said Kobe Bryant was trash on defense, I knew we have a problem. I knew we have a serious problem. Here's why. The sports media landscape is evolving so quickly that it's becoming very hard to keep track of what's real and what's fake. It's becoming really hard to keep track on what's good and what's bad. Because there's so many voices, there's so many opinions out there, and there's all of this noise and it's really, it's, it's becoming, it's starting to get hard to understand, okay, who are the guys out here that are putting out quality information, not just content? Let me repeat that. Who are the guys that are out here putting out quality information, not just content? Well, content is just videos. Quality information is what's being said in the videos. And that's a little bit harder to find. So I said, okay, let me understand what was going on. Let me actually search for the quotes. So I did some research and I came across an article from the Sports Rush where they were addressing this. And the article essentially says, 
Gilbert Arenas was one of the most dynamic NBA guards in the 2000s. Despite having his career cut short due to injuries, when healthy, he would routinely make fans giddy with how entertaining his game was. Even though Agent Zero never came close to winning an NBA title, he was a lethal force offensively. During the three years of his prime, the sharpshooter torched the league, lodging 27.7 points per game on 43.2% shooting, giving all his talent. It's natural for the former NBA player to look down even at some of the best defenders the league has ever seen. However, his recent claims of Kobe Bryant, Kawhi Leonard, and Klay Thompson being trash on defense may have been a bit too much. Gilbert Arena says, all of them, uh, them defense, them long, like the Klay Thompsons, you're going to get smashed on. The Kobe's, they was trash on defense for me. Kawhi, you're too slow. I'm getting past that. If some of the best guard defenders can't stop him, then who can? Well, according to the 2003 most improved player, the smaller and stronger guards, like Patrick Beverly and Marcus Smart would cause him a lot of trouble. It'll be like the Pat Babs, the Marcus Smarts, the stronger guards who can move left or right that can stop me from just using my speed. I couldn't even bring the ball up the court. He would, uh, he literally rips me every time. No other player I've ever been uh, ripped from. Him two, three times a game, Arena said. I want to go back to my original comments. Sports media is turning into one of the biggest dirty sections in media, period. Sports media is now becoming this thing where everything goes. You don't have to be good. You don't have to have any kind of decorum. You don't have to think about what you're saying. You can just basically cut on a mic, spend $50,000 on a set, and just start talking. And just start talking. Just start filling up the air. And just start talking. And all of a sudden, you're going to, you know, grow into something big. Which, in my opinion, is diluting the understanding of NBA fans. When you, when you, when you ingest trash, you yourself become trash. This is what's happening. First of all, some NBA players get to hide behind the veil of, well, I played in the NBA, so therefore, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. So, because you played in the NBA, you think it's it makes sense to say that Kobe Bryant was a trash defender on me? Well, I did some I did some research, you know? I did some research to understand what really took place when Kobe Bryant and Gilbert Arenas faced each other because apparently Kobe Bryant was this trash defender, this trash defender. And I heard a lot of people that were coming to the defense of Gilbert Arenas saying, well, <laughs> Kobe Bryant made all of those defensive teams on reputation. So let me ask you, when did he, what, what years did he make it on reputation? 
And if Kobe Bryant made all of those defensive teams on reputations, what on reputation? What NBA players that actually made defensive teams didn't make uh didn't make it on because of reputation? Or better yet, better yet, the players that made less defensive teams than Kobe, because Kobe made all those defensive teams on his reputation, and those guys made a limited amount of defensive teams, then how terrible is it? How terrible, just how trash were those guys on defense actually? When you have morons running amok, this is what happens. Let me get to the stats. Let me get to the stats. Kobe Bryant versus Gilbert Arenas for his career. Kobe Bryant scored against Gilbert Arenas 29.8 points per game. He got 6.2 rebounds, 6.4 assists, averaged 1.4 steals, uh, shot 48.1% uh, from the floor, against Gilbert Arenas shot 44% from Gilbert uh, against Gilbert Arenas from the three shot 80% from the free throw line when he faced Gilbert Arenas right so this is Kobe playing against Gilbert Arenas who by the way never not ever 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 in his career made not even one single all defensive team talking about who's a good defender now, let's get to Kobe's num uh, Gilbert Arenas' stats when he faced Kobe. Well, Gilbert Arenas, the guy that gave Kobe 60, because this whole conversation is based on the one game that Gilbert Arenas scored 60 points. Again, this is the whole claim to fame. Gilbert Arenas playing against Kobe shot 40.6% from the field, shot 31.3% um, from the three, and averaged 24.2 points per game for the games he played against Kobe Bryant. What am I, what, what, help me figure it out here. I thought Kobe Bryant was trash on defense. Help me figure it out. I thought Kobe Bryant was trash on defense. So why am I not seeing, why aren't you shooting 55% against Kobe? You know what some people are going to say? Well, that's not exactly true. That's not exactly true because He's playing against the Lakers team. He's playing against the Lakers team. He's not really playing against Kobe Bryant. He's playing against the Lakers team. Here are some of the players I've seen Kobe Bryant guard. Players, by the way, that he was older than. So they had an advantage of youth against him. Youth. I've seen Kobe Bryant play some crazy defense against D-Wade. I've seen Kobe Bryant play some all-world defense against LeBron James. I've seen Kobe Bryant play some of the best defense on perimeter players of any player ever. And it's one of the reasons why Kobe is tied for the most all-defensive select selections for guard in NBA history. He's up there with Gary Payton and Michael Jordan and, and those dudes. That's the echelon. He I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna address the 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 the, the, the stupidity. Of even mentioning Kawhi Leonard. I'm not even going to get into that. And waste a second of my time on, on him torching Kawhi Leonard. I'm not even going to waste a second of my time. But of course, the dweebs in the background will say, oh, well, he's, Kawhi is also doing it. So everybody doing it off of reputation. Everybody doing it off of reputation. All of my little sons and my little daughters running around quoting me, talking like me. Doing thumbnails like me. All of my little daughters running around, they're going to be the ones 
saying this stupidity. They're the ones saying this. To me, what's crazy was where was all of this talking and yapping when the man was alive? Where was all of this talking when he was alive? This is what I'm trying to figure out. Everybody got all of this smoke, all of this commentary. But when the dude was alive, I never saw this. I remember Gilbert Arenas talking about, damn, I used to go to the arena and I would see Kobe Bryant working out. And I was like, man, I thought I was working hard until I saw him play hard. Oh, my God. This is the dude. He was genuflect. So what happened? If Kobe Bryant was alive today. If Kobe Bryant was alive today and Kobe was sitting on Gilbert Arenas' show, Gilbert Arenas would have told Kobe you were trash on defense and he would have gone on scot-free talking and yap you that's what would have happened that's what would have happened where was all of this smoke for kobe when he was this is what i'm trying to figure out everybody get the comment on kobe what did Shaq say you ain't got the g14 class i mean really really you don't you really talking about bean <coughs> excuse me you Talking about Kobe. Is this what we're doing? We got dudes like Gilbert Arenas talking about Kobe freaking Bryant. Gilbert Arenas was a bad boy. I saw him play. He was nothing nothing close to Kobe Bryant, not even a little bit. Not even the distance between Gilbert Arenas and Kobe was a distance between heaven and earth. There was it was not even in the it was not even in the same universe. Kobe could do everything better than, everything times 10 better than Gilbert Arenas. Everything. He could score way better than him. It's not even up for discussion. They're not even in the same universe as scorers. Defenders, well, Gilbert Arenas never made an all-defensive team. Nothing to discuss. Mentally tough, not even in the same universe. Not even in the same universe. Kobe get tight because he's going through a court case. He dropping 40 on the league. Gil get tight. He running for a hammer over a poker game. Goes to show you those dudes mental wavelength. Don't let these dudes fool you. None of them was on, was on Kobe. None, half of these dudes talking about him was never on his level. I never heard nobody nowhere say, oh man, Gilbert Arenas really got something for him. He ain't got a damn thing for him. Nothing for him. And my only question is, why were you not saying this when the man was alive to defend his name? That's the, that's the part I don't understand. Say it when he's alive so he can defend his name. Say it when he was alive so he can defend his name. And if you're not going to be saying nothing positive, then don't say nothing at all. How are you going to be talking about a dude that's 100 times better than you? Like 100 times better than you. At everything about basketball. Off the court, he better than you. Like, what are we talking about? Are you freaking kidding me? Are you freaking kidding? This what we doing? Man, y'all better. Yo. This the new media for you. This the new media. You don't think. You just talk. 
We talking about Kobe Bryant and Gilbert Arenas in the same set. That's 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 all you got to know about what sports media has degenerated into. A top three player of all time being compared to Gilbert. This is what it's turned into. Talking about Kawhi Leonard is not good on defense. All right. All right. All right. All right. Next, uh, what I wish I would have seen is if they had a player like Giannis Antetokounmpo playing in the league when Gilbert Arenas was playing and go put that dude on, on, on Giannis or a Kevin Durant or a LeBron James in his prime in the finals and let's see what those results would be. They will be rubbing barbecue chicken all over his back as they was getting ready to flame him on the court. Talking about Kobe Bryant. Bro, you got to stop. You know, you, you're not even on that dude's wavelength to be talking about him. You nowhere near, and again, we got some bozos in the comment section that will say, well, Gilbert Arenas did more, did more for basketball than yet. Yes, uh, yes, uh, 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 boo-boo the fool. He was a basketball player. Was I ever a basketball player? You don't get props for doing something that was your job. He was a basketball player. So obviously, did I ever say I played in the NBA? Are you freaking kidding me? This is what sports media is turning into. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. During this break, um, a lot of things were happening in media, right? And I'm one of those people that finds it a bit hard to totally disconnect. The reason I find it hard to disconnect at times is that this job, a lot of the times, is a mental job, right? You have to immerse yourself. Anybody that's doing sports media tell you, uh, you have to immerse yourself into this field. Otherwise, you're just not going to be abreast with things that are happening. And things happen so quickly that if you're not really following and keeping score, you're going to fall out of the loop. So even talking to Marco, the co-founder of Dreamers Pro, before this, this hiatus, you know, he was like, just relax. And da, da, da. and I'm like, listen, the, the, the thing that's really going to help me to relax is just the, the thing of not thinking about topics every single day. But there's no way I can't follow what's happening uh, in the sports world, because if I decided to do that, when I come back, I now have to spend all of this time catching up and I don't want to do that. Now, while I was gone, a plethora of things will happen. A plethora of things will happen. And we're going to get to some of those stories. But one of these stories was centered around Stephen A. Smith, who seems to make the news all of the time. And it was centered around essentially um, some comments that he made on ESPN First Take. Now, for the people watching this show or for the people watching that watch sports media that follow ESPN, you guys know that Stephen A. Smith is an opinionated person. You also know that he loves to name drop. Sometimes he'll say the person's name. In other cases, he won't, right? He'll say that, you know, a source told me somebody a pretty high up or an NBA legend said this or blah, 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 blah. That's what he loves to do. And apparently he had gone out there and said that the situation with Alonzo Ball had deteriorated so far that it's to the point where he even finds it problematic to even stand up out of a chair. 
that's how bad his situation has gotten. So what happened? Lonzo Ball takes it upon himself to release a video of him. I'm going to assume that was California, the place the view looked amazing. And he's sitting on his chair and someone is filming him. And you see him kind of sitting down and standing up, sitting down and standing up on one leg. And he's saying, Stephen A. Smith, what's going on? I don't know where you got your sources from. I like you, but like, come on, stop. Like, what's going on? Who are you getting your sources from that I cannot even get up out of a chair that is so difficult for me to get up out of a chair, right? So what happened? In typical Stephen A. Smith fashion, um, he had to respond. And what happened was he came back on ESPN first take and he carved out a segment where he absolutely not only responded to Lonzo Ball, but took it a step further by even talking about his injury pass. And then on the Stephen A. Smith podcast, he goes on there and basically says, bro, I'm not the one to play with because I can even tell you the doctors that operated on you in the days that they did. So for those of you who didn't hear that, we're going to play a compilation for you guys now, and then we're going to come back and react to it. Take a listen to what he had to say here. Yesterday, I was talking about Lonzo Ball, doggy, yep. Kim, and I talked about how I wish him nothing but the best because I'm not hearing great things about his knee. You've had people saying, damn, it's difficult for him to even, even get up from sitting down and stuff like that. So he went on Twitter, and he was like, on one leg, getting up, on getting back and forth up knee. Well, you talk about Stephen. I like you, man, but what you talk about? Who's your sources? Blah 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 blah. Um, Lonzo Ball, <clears throat> who I'm fond of, I really really like the kid, and I really believe that if he were healthy, that the Chicago Bulls would be better. I'm not trying to throw any shade on him. Covering the NBA for as long as I have, you hear things, and you hear people speaking in jest and talk about how difficult it is for him, how painful the things have been with his knee. And that's what I was alluding to. But then you're going to do something on poolside on Twitter. Is that your definition of really being healthy, Lonzo Ball? Then why are you scheduled not to play before January? Why did the Chicago Bulls issue an official statement in June talking about they didn't know and that your, your season, the 2023 season, might be in jeopardy? Why did they do that? I'd also like to add to Lonzo, to Lonzo Ball, who, by the way, uh, turns 26 in October, this is a man that had a cartilage transplant in his left knee in March. The procedure on his knee was the third procedure he has had since he signed a four-year, $80 million deal with the Bulls in 2021. It's more than a year and a half since he actually played in his last NBA game. That date would be January 14th, 2022. And since signing his deal in 2021, he's played in only 35 games. Okay, he's played, I'm sorry, in only 35 games before the injury. So what I'm saying to you is this. Games do miss due to injury in the last two seasons. Last year, he missed all 82 games, and he's scheduled to miss at least half the season now, right? The year before that, he missed 47 games. 42 of those games was due to injury, all right? Okay, in his career, 2017, 2018, 29 games missed, knee and shoulder. 35 games missed, ankle. In 2018, 2019, 2019, 2020, six minute games missed because of his groin. 2021, 17 games missed because of his thumb, his toe, his hip, his knee. Obviously, Lonzo Ball took offense to that. Lonzo Ball is 26 years of age. He's been in the league for about four years. Um, it's one of those situations where he got a bit defensive and he wanted to make sure that he clapped back at me. Um, and you know, he does what some of these guys will try and do in this day and age before I felt the need to address them. Do you want me to give the names of your doctors and the surgeries that you have had? 
not going to do that. Okay. But I will throw out some other numbers that people need to know. Like for one, the last game Alonzo Ball played was against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, what was it? January of 2022. That was when Lonzo Ball severely injured his knee, leading to several surgeries. In your career, you've missed around 46 to 48% of your games. The exact number, I'm not sure, but I am absolutely positive it's around 220 games. I have more. Lonzo Ball turns 26 in October. I'm just looking at my social media guy. I'm looking at my sister's smart. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't want to get on him too much, but I just think it's important to throw this out there, okay? Um, Lonzo Ball turns 26 in October. Had a cartilage transplant in his left knee in March. The procedure on his knee was the third he's had since he signed a four-year, $80 million contract with the Bulls in 2021. It's more than a year and a half since Ball has played. I told y'all that already. And since signing his deal in 2021, he played in only 35 games before the injury. Games missed due to the injury the last two seasons. He missed all 82 games last season. He missed 47 games the season before that, 42 due to injury. Okay. And in his career, 2017, 2018, knee and shoulder injury. 2018, 2019, he missed 35 games, ankle injury. By the way, the knee and shoulder injury, the first go around, 29 games. So 29 games missed for the knee and shoulder in 2017, 2018. 2018, 2019, he missed 35 due to the ankles. 29, uh, 2019, 2020, he missed six to the groin and thigh injury. 2021, 22, I'm sorry, 2020 and 2021, he missed 17 games due to a thumb, toe, hip, and knee injury. And I told y'all, he missed the 42 out of the 47 games due to injury because of his knee in 21-22. And last season, he missed 82 games. In six NBA seasons, Lonzo Ball has missed 211 of a possible 472 games, which is 45% due to injury. Not including load management. Okay? Why are you making a video with your knees? Now, if I couldn't go off camera, if I didn't want to go off camera because of the lighting in my studio here, um, do y'all know I can get up and sit down and get up and sit down and get up and sit down all night long? Does that mean that I can run the hell up, down, uh, up and down the damn court 94 feet for 30, 35 minutes a night? Sitting poolside on a bench, getting up on one knee, you think that shows that you're healthy? You going to call me yapping when I have all of this information in front of me? Would you like me to tell where you had surgery and exactly what date you had surgery on? Would you like me to get the names of the doctors? I do have them. I know the actual, I know the actual doctors that operated on you. The actual locations. Of course, I wouldn't do something like that to you, bro. I would never do something like that. That's none of my business. So you heard what he had to say now. Before I even get into that, what I want to do is I want to give you guys some, some more supporting information. So as I was reading upon this story, I came across a website called Hot New Hip Hop. And essentially, the article starts off with the headline saying, Stephen A. Smith claims Lonzo Ball's doctors are his sources. The article then continues on. This is a massively unethical admission for Smith to make. It goes further. 
A beef has erupted between injured Chicago Bulls star Lonzo Ball and ESPN pundit Stephen A. Smith. It all began earlier this week when Smith said on first take that a source had told him Ball was having difficulty sitting and standing. Ball, who will miss the 2023-24 NBA season, is continuing to rehab from a torn meniscus uh, uh, suffered in January of 2022. In response to Smith, Ball posted a video on social media asking Smith who his sources were as he showed that he could indeed sit and stand without, with minimal effort. Instead of taking the L, Smith decided to double down. He then said, you're really going to sit down in the pool, blah, blah, blah. So he went on to say those, thing, uh, those things. And it continues on, bro, you ain't healthy. Smith said on first take. Smith then proceeded to further address the issue on the Stephen A. Smith show and may have inadvertently admitted to serious journalistic malpractice in the process. Then it says, Stephen A. Smith claims his sources on Lonzo Ball's, uh, sources are Lonzo Ball's doctors. He said, would you like me to tell you the names of the doctors that operated on you? I know the actual doctors. If I said it, it's because someone close to you told me. So that's what Stephen A. Smith said. And I even, we haven't even gotten into the meat and potatoes of this video. So we then came across an article from Fadeaway World where some NBA fans were actually going off on Stephen A. Smith. One person says, Stephen A. Smith, let it go, man. You just snitched. On several HIPPA violations, those doctors about to lose their license. Other people went on continuing to blast him for basically, basically going out there and saying, one guy says, king of changing the narrative. Another person says, Lonzo's lawyers on the way to court. Another person said, this side of Stephen A. Smith, this is the side of Stephen A. Smith that will be his downfall. So, this was what was said about Stephen A. Smith. What are my thoughts about this? Well, I have a few. Number one, this is messy, or rather that was messy. That was absolutely messy. There was no good reason to say that, number one. Number two, by you bringing up data about his injury history, it has absolutely nothing to do. When I say absolutely nothing, I mean absolutely nothing to do with the fact that Lonzo Ball said, somewhere y'all was saying that I can't even stand up from a chair. Lonzo Ball in his video was addressing that comment by standing up and down from a chair. You then go on to say, I, I'm going to tell you about your injury history and then I'm going to tell you about the doctors that did an operation on you. Those two things are mutually exclusive. He addressed one point, you brought up an irrelevant point. Because the point you brought up was, well, in fact, you do have an injury history. Well, in fact, you are injured. And all Lonzo Ball was saying was, bro, I can stand up and sit down from a chair without problem, which is something you said. So you took the argument in a totally different direction. That's number one. Number two, bringing up the doctors. First, first, first of all, and I got to say this, Stephen A. Smith has a habit of threatening people. He has a habit of, see, he was talking like he was John Gotti or something. He was up there talking like as if he was some kingpin or something, the way he was talking. 
I know people and I know this person and I know that person. Like, bro, cut it out. Like, you're reporting on the news. Cut it out, bro. Like, what, what are we doing? You ain't spinning a block on nobody. Cut it out. How about you know people and I know. And Stephen A. Smith has done this to other players. He's even publicly come on ESPN first take when he told, uh, uh, um, what is it, Kevin Durant. When Kevin Durant questioned his sources, he's like, trust me, you don't want to make an enemy. What is up with all of these threats, man? What's up with all of these threats? Number one, why would you go out there and release that type of, what, what are you achieving with that to prove, oh, yeah, I know. Don't you know that you're going too far when you make those, ty- those, those kind of statements? Aren't you aware of this? Why would you do something like that? Why would you do that? That was totally unnecessary. Unnecessary. And Stephen A. Smith is a very smart guy. But for some reason, he finds it difficult understanding why people are annoyed with him over a... It's things like this. You cannot be that oblivious about your about the about the effects of your actions. You cannot be. You just cannot be. Why would you put that guy's business in the street and then start off with saying, "You know, I like you." Yo, bro, listen. If you're gonna be talking about me like that, don't say you like me. Don't rock. You're not rocking out with me. That's just to me. That's just like a soft buffer before you insult somebody. Like no disrespect. And whenever somebody says no disrespect. Usually the next thing that is said that is said after that, it is total disrespect. Don't tell me you love me and it's all love and blah 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 blah. And then come out there and talk about I know the doctors that performed the operation on you and the day and the clinic. First of all, why would you know that information? Second of all, how did you know that information? And this is what happens when you talk too much. Trying to flex on yo, I know this and I know that. Yo, like that's almost cussed that's unnecessary that is unnecessary bro and if Stephen a smith ever catches a whiff of this don't be confused about why you turn some people off it's antics like this don't think you're gonna do something like that and everybody's gonna be rocking out with you that was a bozo move i'm sorry to say you had no right putting that guy's business out there, number one, like that. And number two, you didn't address his point. You said you heard he finds it difficult to even stand up out of a chair. He bit a video saying that. And he wasn't even sounding malicious in that video. All he said was, yo, Stephen A. Smith, I like you, but I don't even know where you get your sources from. That's all he said. And then you got to go into all of that. And then you get on TV. Yo, you, you, like, yo, what the? Who? Man, maybe maybe y'all y'all let me know, man. Maybe I need to do some more research. Maybe maybe Stephen A. Smith lived a, lived another life where he was where he was some some kingpinners. So I don't know, I don't know. But yo, like that that was a bozo, 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 bozo move, and and, and I wasn't feeling that, and a lot of people weren't. Thank you for listening to today's show, and don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.